The information contained in this podcast is an expression of opinion and does not constitute investment advice. This is the Gold Money Podcast with Dominic Frisby, keeping you up to date with expert opinion on precious metals and the markets. Hello and welcome to the Gold Bunny podcast hosted in association with Frisbee's Bulls and Bears with me, Dominic Frisbee. It's a gorgeous autumnal Sunday evening in West London and I'm sitting in a cafe uh, on the Gloucester Road and sitting opposite me is a good friend of mine. His name is Stratos Manolos and he is a former bond trader, now a businessman and he resides in the capital of the current financial crisis which is of course Athens and uh, Stratos I suppose it made sense you, you you're you're just on here for a couple of weeks you're flying back to Athens tomorrow um it'd be really nice to kind of hear from from the inside as it were what what's like life like in Athens what's life like on the ground how how bad is the situation hi Dominica thanks for the invitation well um the way to answer this question is, uh, I suppose, it depends on uh, who you are, uh, what is your income, whether you're employed or unemployed, and a lot of other reasons. Some people have, have been affected very badly from the crisis, especially the people who are with very low incomes and low, low um, uh, pensions, that actually they have no choice, but they get what the state gives them, and they have no future. But a lot of other people that have properties, um, uh, they have their own businesses, they accumulated wealth over the years, uh, they probably have money abroad, and the crisis hasn't affected, affected them as much. Do a lot of Greeks have money abroad? Some of them do have. I wouldn't say a lot, and there's been, there's been a, a lot of uh, mythology about it, because uh, a lot of people thinking of Greece, they think of sheep owners, which is a tiny, tiny proportion of the population. Most of them have made the money internationally and not in the country anyways. Yeah. So a lot of the money that actually they made, uh, they, they were made outside the, outside the, the country. Uh, some, of the people, some people have moved the money outside Greece the last three years since the crisis started. Because oh, they're worried about banks? Yes, uh, and I can tell you, uh, I think I read a figure of something like uh, 120 billion, uh, well, I'm not sure it could be like a 100 to 120 billion uh, left the country in the last three or four years. Now, since the last elections, uh, which they were held in July, uh, some 15, 20, 25 billion have come back. Ah. And, and there are two ways uh, that people do it. Uh, first, there are people that have accounts uh, abroad and they just make a bank transfer. Very simply, there's a, there's a free movement of capital in the EU. Yeah. You're allowed to do it, no problem. And there are some other people that don't have this, um, this capacity to hold uh, accounts and they don't want to go through the hassle of opening one and they just remove the money and put it into safes or under the beds. Oh, really? Yes, and uh, these are the ones that they, the quickest to, to return the money back to okay. the banking system yeah. when things stabilize a bit. So yes, it's been, it's been tough. Uh, and the toughest of all, uh, I think, has been uh, the level of unemployment. Uh, you have a country with 55% of youth unemployment. Is it that high? 55%? It is that high. And now, I think the latest figures are uh, they're talking about 25% of the overall yeah. unemployment. 
um, for the whole population, adults and, and, and young people, and is what the future lies for them. Uh, can you see a light in the end of the tunnel? Is the, is the question everybody is asking. Is the program working? Or why it hasn't worked so far? Or is there any agenda behind it? There's, there are all sorts of stories and people superstitious becoming there's an agenda of the Germans of all yeah. sorts of, of powers that are trying actually to take advantage of the situation. And, uh, you know, all these things going on. Uh, presumably, the, the more people that get unemployed, the more obligations the government has, and then the, the, the higher its costs, the, the, the more difficult it is for a government to, to uh, implement its so-called austerity plan. It is, but I think for uh, after a year or two, they, they reduce the amount of benefit they give to unemployed. I think for the first year, I'm not 100% correct, but I think it's it's it should it should be it should be the case that you get probably 70% of your salary yeah. the first year, and then it's being reduced. And uh, I'm not sure actually after a while probably uh, the state doesn't continue to give you uh, or um, you know I'm not 100% sure about this to be honest Dominic so so when you're when you're walking through the streets of Athens do you see are there more beggars than there used to be are there more people sleeping rough without homes yeah there are more beggars than three four years ago that's definitely the case uh, there are a lot of people that approach you and ask you for money um, there is some hassle. And are they always Greek or are they often from somewhere else? Uh, there are foreigners because the country has another problem, which is illegal immigration. Being the first country in the Europe, you get all these uh, refugees coming from Afghanistan, from Pakistan, uh, from from Syria now, and they're crossing the borders. And uh, unfortunately, Turkey doesn't help. I mean, this is what, what the. What, uh, one of the problems is that actually you have boats coming from Turkey and then you try to send them back and Turkey doesn't accept them, so they stay in Greece. <laughs> so you have a country that actually with a lot of financial problems, uh, unemployment, uh, political issues, and then it has illegal immigration of a magnitude that no other European country is experiencing at the moment. Uh, so they're trying to do something about it. It's a tough issue. So this is one of the things that uh, surprised me when we were talking earlier, Stratos, and that was the population of Greece. What is it? Well, the population is the, the, the last uh, uh, one, a few years ago, when they, it, it, it happened, when they registered the population, was around 11, 11 and a bit. So, uh, 11 million, obviously. 11 million, yeah. yeah. Now, that's uh, surprisingly low. I thought it was going to be 30 or 40 million. Uh, I, think, I think a lot of people think that Greece is a big country, but it's not. It's the size of Portugal, of Sweden, uh, with a difference of a couple of millions uh, of Belgium. Yeah. Of Austria, um, yes. So how can such a small country have such a big impact? It depends. <laughs> it depends how you look at it. I mean, uh, it can be a negative and positive impact. I mean, I suppose the negative impact of the last few years is uh, the crisis and the contagion that that crisis might create to the rest of the EU. Although having a small country with a, with a very high debt, uh, uh, that issue was big because then that might go roll over to the other countries and then the market can attack the other, the bigger countries, etc., etc. So that was in the news. And um, that's why uh, you, maybe, maybe people believe it's, 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 it's a big country, but it's not. Yeah, okay. Now, um, you described when we were speaking earlier, you, do, you put the um, crisis into three categories and you seem to think that this is a more of a political and social crisis than it is an economic crisis. Why don't, why don't you explain yes. what you mean by that? Uh, I think since uh, uh, Greece entered the European Union in 1980, 1980 uh, the political system 
believed that actually a bonanza was coming. And, and the parties that were in power, especially the socialists, I must say that, because this is, that was the, the first time they came to power with a populist agenda. And they used all the subsidies and all the money of the EU to give it basically to, uh, to, to workers, to farmers, to groups of the population, without sometimes checking where it was going. And the same applied to the EU themselves. They were giving money to these countries and they were not, there were no really checks that actually, what do you get back out of this actually money we're spreading around? Yeah. And then they were boring at the same time uh, and that created the big debt. Yeah. Corruption increased, unfortunately, with parts, with parts of the political system, with the unions. Uh, with, with the establishment of uh, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs that are doing business with the state. All this basic circle, all, all this group of uh, elements, all, this group of gr all these groups together created the crisis. So the institutions were not really working. I mean, if it, there, there were cases, for example, of corrupt, corruption, and it, it was very difficult for, to pursue the case up to the end. And sometimes they put it into the shelf and you forget about it. So, you know, all, the, all this political lead grew for 30, 40 years. And when suddenly the international crisis came, they were unprepared to deal with it. Yeah. I mean, it was never, in my opinion, and I'm not the only one to believe that, it was never a problem of the country that didn't have productive capacity or productive ability. The, the population is quite educated. A lot of, a lot of the people have actually degrees uh, and quite high proportion internationally. And a lot of them with postgraduate degrees, with PhDs, a lot of research is being done. But you don't get the benefit. The country doesn't get the benefit of, of all that. For example, I mean, there's a research in one university you know, about a new technology. How is it to start a business? How is it has been to start a business based on that? Extremely difficult. You had to ask for this license, that license. It took ages. Sometimes people had to bribe. Yeah. And, and so all that made it impossible to start, or very difficult to start a business. There was one entrepreneur actually that built these hotels in the area of uh, south of Greece. And uh, apparently he, the guy died recently. Uh, I mean, his dream he came true eventually after like, I don't know, 15, 20 years. He asked for a thousand signatures from officials. And we're talking about a ship owner, a big entrepreneur with contacts, even him. Because the, the way the state operates, it is such that actually that, that you hit brick walls all the time. And it has nothing to do that actually, uh, oh, am I not the prime minister? It doesn't matter. You can hit it, you say, oh, that's what the law says, I'm sorry, it can take you a month, come back after a month, or oh, you haven't done it properly. They find all sorts of excuses to delay you. And when you start an investment, for example, then you have all the, all the people around them, the political parties of the left are saying, oh, we don't need that. We don't need like a, a big business or whatever. So they take you to the court for environmental reasons. So that delays another further year, a few years or months or whatever. So all these things have been happening the last 30, 40 years. So, I mean, is there a movement to get rid of all that? There's, there's been a movement of, uh, I mean, the, the old political parties say they changed. Uh, they tried to get rid of the old people. But I mean, it sounds a bit like the UK where the, the, the party in charge changes, but the civil service stays the same. I think it's worse there. <laughs> oh, okay. No, but you know what I mean about the, the, the actual power is in the civil service, not yeah. in the... Yeah. Know, and, and well, the, the public sector, Dominic, is a big portion of the economy. Uh, for example, in, in, in a working population of five and a half million, uh, you, you have at the moment around 800,000 uh, public workers, and a lot of them uh, got their positions through the political elite. So the, the parties in power uh, used to recruit them 
and then they, they ended up being their voters. So, so you can see how the whole the whole system was working. It was not a healthy system. And a lot of the productive capacity of the country had to go abroad or uh, do much less than they could have done. Yeah. And the country suffered. I mean, of course, there are some healthy companies. Don't get me wrong. Uh, there, entrepreneurship is very high in Greece. Everybody wants to become entrepreneur. I mean, people have ambitions, they have ideas. There are some healthy companies, even big, small and medium ones. But there, there are a lot of the other ones that actually survive because they're getting contracts from the state. Yeah. Which is not always a healthy. No, I would say it's, it's, I would say it's unhealthy. It's very unhealthy. Some people call it rent-seeking. Yeah, so when the Troika arrived, uh, when the crisis 2010, they're trying to implement a program uh, that did have obviously a lot of faults because the first time they're implementing such a big pro program. Yeah. But a lot of the reforms were absolutely necessary and unfortunately uh, some of the political elite, because the program hasn't worked fully and created a lot of re a big recession, a recession running for a few years, with very high unemployment, unemployment, they tried to blame the program as a whole. And this is the trick here. So the population uh, are not happy with it. Uh, the political parties say, oh, that was a disaster. But parts of that program, especially the reforms, the country had to do themselves. They didn't, they didn't have to ask for a program to implement it. They had to do it themselves and they didn't. Yeah. And so this whole thing gets confused. The population gets confused about it. Do we like the program? No, we don't. But the program has some good elements. So it's a very tricky question. The whole issue is a very tricky question. Uh, if you ask my opinion, uh, the program has very, very positive elements, but the way it was implemented from the beginning, especially with the, with the pressure of the IMF, uh, uh, created a, a very big recession. Okay. Now, would if you, I mean, is there a big movement to leave the euro, or do the, do the Greeks want to stay in okay. it? Okay. Uh, 75% of the population in the last poll wanted to stay in the euro. Uh, and uh, a lot of people are fearing going to drachma for many reasons. One of the main reasons is that if you have your own currency, you have to manage it responsibly. <laughs> and that hasn't been the case in the country for 30, 40 years when they had the drachma. And that meant continuous devaluations with the first excuse. So let's say you have like a, an industry, it's unproductive, and you need to implement reforms like uh, free labor, uh, movement or like uh, layoffs, easier layoffs with the, with the proper worker rights. We're not, we're not saying to go into the Middle Ages yeah. with rights, but to make it more flexible or whatever. You don't need to do that. You just divide the currency for the time being and you get over the, you know, yeah. the bad period. Okay. So having your own currency, if you don't manage it properly and responsibly, that applies to every country, I'm sure, then you don't, you don't gain out of it. So the euro gives an outside discipline to some extent. But that, so, but the, it, so why have you got, if you've got that outside discipline, why is Greece in, a, in the mess that it's in? Because since because they entered... Because of all the subsidy and, the, and everything else? No, because they entered the euro, they didn't do the reforms. Okay. Which is the ones that now they're trying to force in a short ah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, now that the whole thing has, you know, the whole crisis is out of proportion, they tried to do the reforms that could have been done when things were much better and the economy was growing, but so they didn't. What's your prediction? How, it's, how is it going to go Okay, my prediction is the following. I think they probably just make it into the euro. I think they're probably going to stay in the euro. Uh, 
there are risks on the way. We, we and suddenly it, had a meeting of gentlemen right next yeah. to us, so sorry about the noise, but anyway, yeah. carry on. I think they will stay in the Euro. Uh, it's going to be hard. I think the trick here is the government is in power at the moment. It's, it's a government of three parties. If they stay for a longer time and they implement fully what they say they will, uh, you might see some good things coming out of Greece and especially uh, investment opportunities for a lot of uh, foreign investors and you see probably unemployment coming down. Uh, now the risk, as I said, is the political risk. The, the people get fed up, uh, members of the par parties in power that probably they can't take the difficult decisions they're voting for and they bring the government down. That's the risk I see. Okay. Yeah, and, and on the other hand, the good thing is that in the EU at the moment, the leadership of the EU, which is was Mr. Hollande, and I think uh, also Germany is changing their attitude, they want to, to make this work now, and they don't want to play around, you know, with with the problems they had so far. They want to put the institutions right. I'm not saying it's an easy thing, and all people disagree they're going to succeed. But I think the, 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 the cost of of tearing apart this project is much higher than trying to keep it together for everybody involved. Okay, so uh, if I could sum up what you just said, I would sum it up with the words muddle through. Would you agree with that? I think, I think you're right, Danny. Okay. Um, yeah, when you're unsure, I suppose muddle through is often a good prediction to make. <laughs> um, so my last question to you, we had Dave Skarika on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago, and Dave was saying that, uh, you know, that he over the summer he'd been buying Greece or and could find arguments to justify buying the Greek stock market. Would you agree with that? Or? Yes, I can tell you something that happened the last few weeks. The Greek debt has been doubled in price uh, because of the more positive sort of news coming out of the country. Uh, Mrs. Merkel came to Greece like uh, a, a few days ago. That was unthinkable. You, you mean yields of yields of falling? Uh, the, the price of the bonds, let's say, it was oh, like yeah, okay. 15, 15 cents to the to the to the euro, and now it's 28, I think. Okay. 27, depending on the maturity. Now, there are hedge funds. Uh, there are some of them American hedge funds that uh, in the summer, when everybody thought that actually the leftist party became second in the elections, they might come first, and they might actually lead into, into Greece leaving, leaving the Euro or the other partners want Greece just to, you know, the, just to go and, and leave them alone, basically. Uh, they were buying at the time, taking a huge risk. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I don't know the details. They must have doubled, actually, their money. So a lot of people have made money. The stock market has rallied in the back of the good news, also of the uh, mergers between the banks. So the, the country had five, six, five, five big banks. Now they're coming down to three. So that's brought some solidity. Yeah, uh, the stabilizing. You know, it's 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 better for the depositors. So they're not going to. Not many uh, people would like to flee the money and and take them out because they're going to be stronger. Uh, the banks are about to be recapitalized by the uh, by the program. You know, by the money coming yeah. from the uh, from under the program. So uh, yes, obviously, be careful on the way. Uh, monitor the situation. But uh, I've seen myself some project, private projects actually uh, starting being implemented. I've been dormant for a few years. So uh, they look positive, positive. But there are, you know, there are obstacles on the way. But yeah, it looks much, much, much better than a few, few months ago. There you go. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Stratos, uh, it's a, been a real pleasure to talk to you and you've given an excellent interview. And listen, thank you very much for doing that. Do you, you don't write a report or you don't you don't want people getting in touch with you do you want to do you want to 
is, is there, if people want to is there a way they can or do you want well, to well I can keep in my, my uh, old business email but sometimes I, I, I sort of communicate with people this is uh, I spell it is stratos m s-t-r-a-t-o-s m at actioninvest.com there we go a-x-i-o-n oh a-x-i-o-n invest.com okay great I'll, I'll put a link up. well I won't put a link because loads of people will, uh, yeah. will you'll get emails from robots but it's stratos m at axioninvest.com there we go thanks very much Dominic for having me my pleasure Stratos Stratos, Stratos Manolos thank you very much subscribe to the gold money newsletter at www.goldmoney.com to receive email updates on new articles videos and iTunes podcasts from our gold research section